Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour. Bring you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of agriculture, food and agribusiness. Now extremely warm the last few days and indeed since I was speaking to you this time last week. Uh, unnaturally warm over the weekend for this time of the year. But look it has cooled down somewhat this evening. Uh, noticeably cooler the last few hours and that is the same for the next few days. Uh, it seems to be that up until the weekend. Still lots of grass around everywhere we're the 11th of October now but it is ground conditions that are going to catch people at this stage that weather at the weekend while it was warm very little drying and uh, that is what we needed over those few days so we'll just have to wait and see but uh, definitely weather conditions are playing a big part on grazing at the moment this week we have lots to catch up on over the course of the next hour the budget was the big one yesterday and in a moment we will have Marty Walsh from IFAC accountants uh, joining us to talk about the uh, different elements of the budget that will affect you and also looking at it from an agri perspective that will be in just about two minutes time so stay tuned for that also this evening would you like to earn 22,000 euro from two and a half acres of land over the next 10 years so that's 2,200 2,200 per year Liam Kelly from Chagas joins me later to chat about the new native tree area scheme so that's the one hectare scheme as it's called it was announced towards the end of last week and there's going to be massive massive demand for that that is one of the cleverest ideas in forestry I have seen uh, in a long 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 time it's not too big an area and you can also divide it up between two or three separate spots you doesn't have to be all in the one hectare so farmers are going to be very interested in that Liam's going to tell us about it a little bit later the Shorthorn Marketing Group are aiming to create a brand for Shorthorns similar to that of Angus Cattle. They have a 15 cent bonus for Shorthorn and Shorthorn Cross Cattle with ABP and Nina and they're holding a very big sale in Ross Grey this Saturday. So if you're interested in breeding beef Shorthorns then this is the place to be with over 100 cattle on offer. Later I'm going to be speaking to Peter Luttrell from County Leash all about that big sale this coming Saturday. Timbercrock is a product I'm sure most of you have either seen or heard of. You've probably seen it at either the ploughing or the Tullamore show. It's the implement that holds timber in place while using a chainsaw. One of the men behind the product will chat to me later, Des Gerrihy. He's going to talk about how the product came to fruition and how labour saving and safety were two of the utmost concerns when producing it. The horticulture sector was allotted money in the budget yesterday. However, the IFA horticulture chair, uh, Niall McCormick, is not happy as mushroom and strawberry growers are not included. With more uh, on that, uh, we will uh, speak to the horticulture chair a little bit later. It was a fund of about two and a half uh, million, which is badly needed in the horticulture sector, sector I should say, this year with uh, with labour and with fuel costs where they are. Uh, a really tough incident occurred in my own locality earlier this year. It was a really unfortunate accident where a young boy was involved in a farming accident. Michael Dennedy from Kennedy lost his leg when a tractor overturned and fundraising is now needed to help him going forward. His aunt Dolores Flaherty is going to join me later to speak about an evening that's being planned for this Friday coming at 7.30pm in Kennedy Village where volunteers are needed for future fundraising campaigns. We're also looking for people to come with ideas on how fundraising can occur going forward. A really, really, really tough 
uh, accident there for the family and for young Michael and we're going to hear about that a little bit later as always please text the show with your comments your thoughts or your questions to 083 30 10 103 be happy to put anything to our guests this evening now as I said at the outset we are going to start this evening's programme speaking about the budget and I have Marty Murphy from IFAC Marty many thanks for taking my call this evening many thanks uh, MJ it's nice to be here uh, very good Marty look uh, the budget's a, a big one comes around every year and it's one where people are wondering what's going to happen at the end of the day the real question is is there going to be any more money in your pocket as a result of it that's really what everybody is wondering when they're looking at it uh, we'll go through it in a little bit more detail in a second Marty but uh, first an overview if you will was it uh, good bad or indifferent what would you say I'd say to a large extent it was kind of indifferent. Definitely going to put money in people's pockets, but I think it's money, unfortunately, and inflation is going to have used up. And if we consider the, at the same level of inflation, unfortunately, we'll be looking for similar again in next year's budget. Yeah, that's, I suppose that is the problem, Marty. We're fighting the, the global fight of inflation at the moment, and we always uh, bash the government and everyone does and we're always giving out with everything they're doing but I suppose in fairness being on their side for once it is going to be very hard for them to fight global inflation uh, for the own for our own economy here Absolutely and it's all about just trying to get the, uh, the resources where they're best allocated and all that type of good stuff and it's, it, it's not an unlimited fund so it's, it's to target it and to target best where it can be provided for yeah, one of the big ones from the outset, uh, Marty, is the lower tax rate moving up. So last year, the uh, the amount that threshold was in around 38,000, moved to roughly 40. This year, that 40 is after moving to 42. So I suppose, look, 4,000 in, in two years, it's it's quite a bit to get in on that lower threshold. Uh, look, it's not bad. It's a good start. I know the inflation is the problem, but they're making an effort uh, at least. They're making an effort at least. Uh, I think it's, it's like something else. From a psychological point of view, it would be nice to kind of get it up there to the 50k point so that you're not paying the marginal rates at 50% once you go above 42,000. But it is an improvement in the right direction. It is putting money into people's pockets. And don't forget, if you're married, it goes up to 51,000 if there's only one income. And then if there's two incomes in the family, it can be up to um, 84,000. It's like everything else, though. The money has to be coming in and people have to be out working to get it but it is there and it's nice. And we've also got the personal credit gone up by €100, Euros, so the POE's gone up. So a lot of those credits there that are in the background as well. So there's kind of money coming in from all sides on that type of thing. And we've, the change has been in the USD as well, where effectively the 4.5%, 4, 4. where most people's income would be hit the hardest there, has gone from 4.5% down to 4%. So there's a gain there as well. There's a little bit of a dropout, as in the, the first band has changed by €2,840. Euros. It's not material. People won't see that much, but it's still nice. It's still working out at 30 or 40 euros a year. And it's like everything else, less tax, it's still less tax. Yeah, I see. I saw in an article that the USC moving from 4.5 down to 4 uh, could save roughly in the region of 300 euro for the average worker. And that, along with the uh, tax uh, threshold increasing and with your uh, band of another 100 euro on it as well. Like it is all, it's all coming together. Like it is all adding up. Oh, it's all adding comp. Like, from a pure tax perspective, if you've got a married in, a married couple of two bringing in about 100k a year as in split between them, you know yourselves, mm. you're looking at about 1,600 euros or thereabouts. Mm. Right, it is at the higher level of the thing, but that is where it's kind of maximising the most benefit of, of that around 1,600 euros additional just in tax saving. That doesn't include things like the 150 euro payments or anything like that or any of the child benefits, etc. 
Uh, also, uh, an issue that is going to affect agriculture a little bit more is uh, VAT and that area of flat rate uh, VAT. Can you explain this to us, uh, Marty, what way this was and what, what changes have occurred and how it affects, for example, a, a, a beef or a sheep farmer who's heading out to the mart and selling an animal? Absolutely, MJ. So effectively what normally happens is most farmers aren't registered with VAT. They fall in what we call the flat rate um, farmers. And that effectively, it's a little kind of exemption there and it makes their lives a little bit easier. And how it works effectively is when they go out to sell their animal or they're selling their produce or whatever it is they're selling, instead of having to charge anybody VAT, okay, say it's my good as a hundred euro plus VAT, they don't do that. What they do is they go down to their local, whoever's buying their thing, and they they charge 100 euros. But then if they're charging it to somebody who's registered with VAT, there's a little bit of an add-on. So they get an extra, what was 5%, but will now be uh, 4.8%. And what that's supposed to do is, because those farmers can't claim VAT back on their purchases, they get a little bit of a bump when they sell at the other end. It means they don't have to file all these nasty VAT returns or any of that type of good stuff. And it does give them a little bit of what they would have recovered if they if they were registered for VAT. Now, it start, put it this way, it's always been around, it's been around forever, but around uh, the last couple of years, it's gone from about 5.8%. It fell down last year and it's gone down the last couple of years. So we've gone from 58 over the last three or four years down to 4.8%. The changes last year, it did come down by about 05 or thereabouts, but in the current year, in the climate where we've got falling, basically we've got one side as in our income side is falling and we've got our cost side still going up. It's a little bit of a nasty bump when we see it going from 5 to 4.8. Basically out of farmers' pockets taking about 17 million overall. So it's not something we would have um, expected. We would have thought it would have been held true at 5%, but it has come down. Hmm. Uh, Also another area is that of the retirement relief and this is uh, an interesting one especially for farmers thinking of handing over to the next generation the age of this has moved around a little bit Marty It's moved around so effectively if I had a farm and I sell it so I've reached that magic age of 55 and I've been farming for 10 years and there's another load of exemptions but let's not go into them now we'll be here all night MJ but effectively how it works is if I give give my farm to my child in the past, and I was over the age of 55, it was unlimited. Okay? If I went above 66, it got limited to 3 million euros. What they've done now is they've looked at the scheme and said, well, that unlimited section was not great, so they've put a limit on that of 10 million euros. But instead of it being between 55 and 70 for the unlimited, for the 10 million, uh, it, it, sorry, for the 10 million, it'll be 55 to 70, mm. while under the old scheme where it was unlimited, it was 55 to 65. Now, there is a bit of a question mark what happens after 70, but I'm sure that will be, clo- uh, be brought through in the legislation in the next couple of weeks and we'll be able to clarify a little bit more. But it is a very important little tool there because we all know families are getting older. It's harder to get succession. People want to go out and kind of w- work away from the farm for a bit. So it's nice to think we have a little bit more time with a little bit of higher rate available to us, especially when land prices, etc., are going up. Yeah, and re- realistically, uh, Marty, it's a very, very small percentage of farmland that's going to be over that 10 million. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the majority, isn't no, it, really? We, we don't see it as being a disadvantage from a farmer point of view. And don't forget, if you've got two couples who own the land jointly, it applies to both of them. So we see it as a win-win from both perspectives. Uh, the reliefs then, the transferring the land under 35 where you have no stamp duty and those other benefits, the, the, the CAT ones and whatnot, they're all the same there, none of them have changed? They're all the same other than on the untrained farmers. So the maximum in their lifetime they could have got beforehand on the stamp duty, etc. was 70k. That's now gone up to 100 
100k. So there's nice little news. Now, that's mainly out of Europe, but it's still nice to, to think we have it available to us. Very good. So a bit of good news on the end. Martin, I'm going to say many thanks for running through all those areas of uh, the budget yesterday. And uh, thank you for joining me here on the programme. Thanks very much, MJ. And that is Marty Murphy there from IFAC. And a great rundown there on all of those different areas of the budget. A few more uh, agri-specific ones. And that is an extra 60 million euro in funding for acres and organics. So basically, if you didn't get into acres last year, if you were one of the 44,000 farmers who didn't get in, that is going to open again in a couple of weeks' time, as will the organic scheme. And off you go and you can join it. There's more funding for it. The commitments are still there for the suckler cow payment. So we have SKEP and we have the um, beef welfare scheme this year. There's going to be an additional scheme as well next year. Uh, it's been mooted for another payment to try and bring that up to about €200 Euro per suckler cow. The dairy calf to beef scheme is still funded €6.5 million, So if you're in that this year, that will be going again next year. That is worth €1,000 per 50 calves. And that's open to the dairy farmers as well this year. There's also a tillage fund has been put in place for €8 million. Euro. Uh, €8 million sounds good, but when you break it down to the amount of tillage in the country, it's €28 Euro per hectare, which, look, is uh, pretty paltry, to be honest, uh, unless you're a really large-scale farmer there. Uh, that's not going to make much of a difference. But, look, it's there. And also, farmers who import slurry will now be able to avail of a 70% TAMS grant uh, for installing slurry storage. And the only issue I have with that when it says 70%, those TAMS costings are so out of date that 70% might be about 35% in real terms. Uh, it's certainly not 70%. But if you import slurry, you're going to be ha- you're going to be able to avail of a higher TAMS grant. And they are, the main ones, also a sheep uh, scheme. We are looking at uh, up to €20 euro per U. Uh, now going forward so you get an extra 8 euro per year so that's uh, up to 20 uh, yeah up to 20 um, uh, per year which again that's a good benefit 8 euro was 12 uh, so plus 8 is 20 so that's good and that is a a decent amount there and uh, sheep farmers badly needing that this year the way prices have gone over the course of the last few months so all in all look that's where it's at but as Marty said Inflation is what's killing us at the moment and the cost of inputs. But uh, we can't blame the government. We can blame them for a lot of things, but we can't blame them for global inflation. Uh, that's for sure. So that's where the budget's at. The big one, I think, one of the big ones is the lower threshold moving up to 42,000. And hopefully, as Marty said, you're going to try and get that to 50 over the course of the next few years. Because really, that's the they're the income earners who are getting massively squeezed at the moment. Now, coming up after the break, I'm going to be speaking to Liam Kelly from Chagas uh, about an information evening tomorrow in Port Leash and also the new native tree area scheme. This is a scheme which allows you to plant one hectare and instead of getting the payment over 20 years, you're getting it front loaded over 10 years. So it's up to 22,000 available over 10 years for one hectare. And also Peter Luttrell from County Leash will talk about a big shorthorn sale taking place in Ross Grey this Saturday coming. So stay tuned. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. I uh, just heard from the ads there that uh, Mark Hughes is going to be live from the Bridge Centre on Saturday. Chasing Abbey are going to be there. I have to say their rendition of Oh My Johnny, I've been listening to it quite a bit, uh, really is very catchy and uh, wish the lads all the success in the world. Great to see a local band doing as well as they are. Now we are moving on to Forestry and Liam Kelly from Chagas is joining me. Liam, uh, many thanks for taking my call. 
Thank you very much, MJ. Uh, Liam, you have, uh, look, there's a big push on forestry at the moment, Liam. We hear um, uh, radio ads here from the uh, from the government here before the programme and there's a massive push. The new forestry programme is open. So you have information uh, nights going ahead. You have one in Port Leash tomorrow evening at 7.30 in the Chagas office and that is what you're here to push. But uh, in advance of that, uh, Liam, Big, big area of interest now on this scheme that was launched last week, this native tree area scheme. Can you just tell us exactly what this is, please, Liam? Yeah, this is a, it's a new scheme uh, where it's, uh, one hectare per farm can be planted under, um, under NTA1, Native Tree Area Scheme 1. Uh, it's the creation of a small woodland area, uh, native uh, forest, uh, a maximum one hectare per farm. Uh, also, if you have a, a water course and you want to plant a, a strip along the, the water course as well, about 20 metres wide, um, you can also get a second payment under NTA2, but you need a, a, a water course for the NTA2 element. Uh, this is a fantastic initiative, uh, Liam, and this is someone's actually properly thinking now with this because forestry in general. I know you're involved in it and all your foresters who are in it went with in a big way but for the average farmer they're a little bit wary a little bit worried about it going in they don't know much about it but this is ideal there's lots and lots of farmers out there who are going to have a couple of acres maybe at the corner of a field that's maybe not as good as another area or they might want to break it up between an acre and a, and a little bit and an acre and a little bit and they'll be willing to go into this and uh, like they won't have as much of a, a preconception uh, uh, about going into forestry it's, it's a heck there they're going to get front loaded on their payment as well for 10 years it seems to be a, a win-win yeah it's, it's proven very popular in the last week or so this, this scheme broke uh, last Wednesday week I think and uh, since then we have been inundated with uh, lots of interest in the, in the, in the scheme um, I suppose the stipulation is that the, the farmers, the land itself that's, that you propose for it has to be within farming purposes. So it has to be used for farming, either by yourself or by someone else, but it has to be in farming. And also there's about 3.1 uh, hectares already pre-approved under the scheme. So um, that can be checked out by your forester or by your local Chagas forestry advisor to see is your land suitable for, for the scheme. So it's, it's a, a light application it could be uh, you still need a registered forester to prepare the application, but you get permission to plant under this scheme as opposed to the other forestry schemes where you need to get a license. So this is a very quick scheme. Um, it's supposed to be approved quite quickly and people can uh, avail of the scheme quite, quite readily. But you do have to, um, you, again, you have to take into account how this scheme will fit in with your farming practice and maybe also other farm schemes as well. But it's certainly... It certainly is a, a good option to consider. And as you said, the premium is paid over uh, 10 years. Um, so it's a little over €2,000 per, per hectare per year. And uh, so that's quite quite attractive. Yeah, no, very attractive. And uh, as I said, Liam, your information evening is tomorrow evening, 7.30, Chagas Port Leash. All are welcome. All are welcome, yeah. We're running a series of 20 meetings across the country over these two weeks. Um, we started last night um, with a meeting in Mullingar, but the one tomorrow night now is in Portage, uh, in the Chagas office at 7.30, and all are welcome. We will be speaking about both the, the native um, area three-area scheme and also the, the other forestry uh, types, uh, forestry scheme as well. Yeah. So, um, so there'll be plenty of interest and there'll be presentation both from um, the department and by Chagas as well. Very good. Many thanks, Liam. I'm sure you'll have a big turnout for it and thanks for joining me. Okay, thank you.
Uh, Liam Kelly there from Chagas. And uh, yeah, that native tree area scheme, very, very interesting one, no question about it. Lots of interest already, and there's going to be more and more. Uh, also, you do, you get your, your, your grant for planting there, which is a, a little over €6,000. It is uh, 6744 And then that premium, that 2200 that is income tax-free for the 10 years. It's subject to PRSI and USC, but it is income tax-free. Not too much, as we know, is income tax-free uh, in this world. Long-term letting is up to certain thresholds, but uh, that forestry is. The one thing you have to think about is, once it goes into it, it can't come back out of it, same as normal forestry rules. And as Liam said, quite rightly, has to fit in with your farming practice. Now, we're moving on to shorthorn cattle, and we have Peter Luttrell from County Leash, who is uh, going to uh, give us a talk about a big sale coming up in Ross Gray this Saturday. Peter, many thanks for joining me this evening. Hello, MJ. Thanks for having me on. More than welcome, Peter. If we just jog back people's memories to last year, Peter, you came on and you chatted to us a little bit about the Shorthorn Marketing Group. And this is essentially what the Angus Group is. It's a a scheme where people with Shorthorn or Shorthorn Cross Beef Cattle get a bonus. Uh, How is it going for you, Peter? And what's the interest like? Tell us first. Well, as as growing, we're we're, we're only... uh, uh, a short while ahead compared mm. with, uh, as you mentioned, the Angus there or even the Hereford. So we're, we're really a short while ahead. And even speaking to uh, the, the people that's involved in the Angus and the Hereford, they tell us it's all a slow starting off. Mm. And you have to kind of reach a critical mass. But uh, I suppose we can't forget short horns at the moment is only 1% of the total cap registrations in Ireland every year or so. We're coming from a very low base. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. but um, every, everything starts in in some position, as you said, uh, Peter. But what you have coming up this Saturday is you have a big, big sale in Ross Gray. And if people are interested in getting involved in short horns or short horn uh, beef cattle, this is the place to go. Tell us uh, what's on offer on Saturday, Peter. Yeah, well, we're talking about, about short horns, we're about beef short horns, just to differentiate from the traditional short horn or the dairy short horn. This is beef shorthorn. There have been great uh, improvements made in the quality of the beef shorthorn over the last number of years. And uh, on Saturday, we're having a sale. We have had a couple last couple of years in Ross Gray uh, in conjunction with our normal Friday sale. But this year, we're having a standalone sale. We're going to a hundred cattle, uh, almost all females, probably three or four bulls. We'll be there in the day with uh, all female uh, breeding stock. Uh, in calf heifers, uh, maiden heifers, and weaning heifers mainly. Uh, probably half of them, or a little over half of them, are pure registered. Your are SHX registered. There's people like the SHX with the visual cross in them, and there's people that are looking for the pure So uh, I normally don't go to a sale with my stock. I usually sell them at home every year. I have passive customers that come every year to buy short horn heifers because of the, the quality and the the facility of the stock I have. So, uh, John Parker, the Sarah Martin Company, now bid me to know when I bring them to the sale this year, so I said I would, so that's what I had to tell the customers my heifer will be for sale this year. They'll, they'll, have, to, they'll have to go head-to-head, uh, Peter, this year. It won't be as, it won't be as straightforward as, as buying in the yard. When people are listening about uh, about shorthorns, as you said, it is important to differentiate. Beef shorthorns is what we're talking about now. But uh, give, giving people an understanding, Peter, on, on beef shorthorns, uh, the likes of kill-out and grading, like how, how do they stack up against, say, your traditional breeds, the likes of your Hereford, for example? Oh, well, 
Well, there, there will compare like with like. I'm not going to tell you they're anything better, but I was just looking at a kill-out sheet there today when I knew probably going to be asking me something like that, and from 52 to 59% of a kill-out. Mm. Yeah, which is, which is very good. And, yeah. and, 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 and they do mature at a young age, uh, and that's uh, keeping in, in, in line with uh, the, the carbon footprint. We hear a lot of talk about nowadays. Yeah, and also one a big one, uh, Peter, as well for the part-time farmer who is the beef farmer now. There's not many, and still a few, but in general, not many full-time That's beef farmers true. anymore. I, so I, I, easy I, calving I, is I a big find, one. Yeah, I find that now that the, the the part-time farmer that's not there all the time, he likes a cow that's capable of calving and a, a calf that's capable of being bored and unaided, and that's the short term. We have we calve. Uh, spring and autumn, and in the autumn time, maybe out harvesting or whatever, uh, you go home and there be a cow or maybe two cows, calves, some evenings, and they, they're a great calf to go up and get their soak to just do the business themselves. Yeah, absolutely. What time are you kicking off at on Saturday, Peter? Uh, 12 o'clock, scheduled for 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Lovely stuff, Peter. Look, you're going to have lots of interest, I'd say, at 12 o'clock on Saturday, the Shorthorn Market Group sale in Ross Grey. And uh, we wish you well with it, Peter. Many thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, MJ. Bye-bye. Uh, Peter Luttrell there from County Leash and that sale is on in Rossgray this coming Saturday. Uh, no doubt it'll be online on Martbids as well. Over 100 lots on offer. Uh, 50 purebreds, 50 conventional and uh, important to differentiate they are beef shorthorns and there is a big push on the uh, shorthorns. If you remember last year Shorthorn uh, Ireland did a campaign called Breed a Roan where they were giving out five shorthorn straws for free to interested farmers. So there is a push and with 1%, there's a, there's lots and lots of scope there and there is a scheme, a quality scheme where there's a 15 cent bonus and that's true uh, AVP in Nina. So shorthorns uh, here to stay. They've been here for a long, long, long time but uh, trying to grow the herd again and uh, grow the breed. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Neil McCormack. He's the IFA Horticulture Chair. And we're also going to be speaking to Dolores Flaherty uh, from Kinnity about a fundraising campaign. I mentioned at the start of the programme where a a young boy had a a terrible accident in Kinnity back at the start of the summer. And the locals are getting together and they want volunteers and they want people to come with some ideas. So stay tuned and you'll hear all about that in just a moment. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now, horticulture is what I'm speaking about for the next couple of minutes. And I have IFA Horticulture Chair Neil McCormack on the line. Neil, many thanks for taking my call this evening. No problem. Thanks very much yourself for having me on the show. Uh, more than welcome, Neil. Uh, horticulture sector, section, I should say, after getting uh, some uh, wh- badly needed funding, 2.383 million has come from the EU Agricultural Reserve for the horticulture sector. Um, however, uh, horticulturists, including yourself, Neil, not overly happy because a few sec- parts of the uh, sectors have been left out. Yes, um, the white mushroom sector has been left out and the majority of strawberries um, grown in this country have been left out and there's quite a bit of annoyance in that. Um, It's called the Horticultural Support Scheme and it's really to help horticulture farmers with um, the adverse weather they've suffered over the summer and the increase in costs. Um, And it was money from the EU Agricultural Reserve but 
it had the potential to be co-financed by the Irish government up to the tune of 200%. But unfortunately, um, they haven't done this. And we feel, the IFA uh, feels it's a missed opportunity to put a bit of confidence into the horticulture sector. Yeah, well, you must be annoyed yourself, Neil, uh, given the fact that you're a strawberry grower and you're being left out in the cold. It's a bit of a head-scratcher. Why do you think the uh, mushroom and strawberry growers are being uh, put to one side? We don't know, and there's an upcoming increase in the minimum wage, and we fully realise with the cost of living in this country that um, the minimum wage has to rise. But unfortunately, in those two, sector, those two sectors are highly labour-intensive. Our labour um, would account to maybe 40% of our turnover or maybe up on 45% of our turnover. And there's a lot of worry now in these two sectors about the situation. Is there any understanding or any idea as to what the minimum wage might to go to, uh, Neil? It's going to make a, a massive difference to the profitability of your sectors. Yes, it is. Um, we don't really know. And um, of course, we fully understand that the cost of living in this country is very, very high. And um, that's the reason it's gone up. But unfortunately, for people in our sectors that are highly labour intensive, um, it, it's just getting harder. Um, so, And for your own business, Neil, you're coming to the end of the strawberry season now. Have you many plants left to harvest at this stage? Yeah, we're just on the last kind of pick. Um, we have maybe two more weeks of picking and then that's it. And that's the season over. Um, we would have started picking around the 1st of May. And, you know, it's quite a good season to get almost six months um, out of it. So, yeah, we're nearly finished. And there uh, again, during the winter time, there's a lot of work cleaning up and getting the crop ready, getting the crops ready then for next year. Because so you, you, it's you, kind you, of a continuous. Yeah, you, you won't feel you'll be back at it again. Neil, many thanks for giving us an update on that. And look, we will be speaking to you again on the programme. Thanks, Neil. No problem. Thanks very much yourself for having me. Bye now. And Neil McCormick there, IFA Horticulture Chair. IFA not happy that uh, mushrooms and strawberries have been left out of that funding, and rightly so. doesn't seem fair, uh, especially given the rise in input uh, prices over the course of the last, what would we say at this stage, two years, two and a half years. And uh, uh, labour being the big one and a rise in the minimum wage would really, really affect those businesses as well. Uh, Very hard for the small business to... Uh, negotiate those rise in minimum wages without some sort of government support let's be honest uh, now I am moving on I'm speaking to a Dolores Flaherty Dolores many thanks for taking my call this evening thank you MJ uh, Dolores you're on to speak with me uh, with uh, it'd be it'd be better if we didn't have to speak at all Dolores but unfortunately Absolutely. that's yeah. not the, that's not the way uh, things have happened and things have gone for uh, yourself and your family uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about your uh, your nephew, Michael uh, Dennedy, and tell us what, what occurred uh, a few months ago, please, Dolores. Yes, no problem at all, and thanks for having me on. Um, Michael sustained a traumatic crush injury um, following a horrendous accident on the 8th of July. He had 16 surgeries between that date and the 18th of August. The surgeries um, resulted in above-knee amputation. Um, currently, he's got a quite a large wound to the back of his reg- residual um, limb, and he's attending Kappa twice a week for rehab and prosthetic workup. He actually got his prosthesis two weeks ago, which has been actually exciting for him because he, he just wants to move on, really. Um, he's also attending Crumlin 
um, weekly in relation to his pain. The biggest issue, I suppose, pain-wise that Michael is having at the moment is phantom pain. It's mm. where he actually thinks the leg and the foot are still there. And um, this can become very stressful for him. He's also under plastics um, for wound management as well in Crumlin. And he's currently awaiting some cemetery um, therapy as this may help with the phantom pain in either Tala or the National um, Rehab in Dunleary. He's back to school. Um, thank you to the principal, um, Mr. Kennedy, in Burke Community School and all his teachers who have been extremely accommodating. And of course, he's his fellow colleagues from Kennedy and Burr. And um, he's back in um, every day since the school reopened at the end of August. It's been amazing, really, to get him back into the classroom. And he that's what he wanted. He wanted to go back on the very first day at the walk-in. Um, well, not so much walk-in, but to, to go in on the crutches and go into his wheelchair and to go up the corridor with his colleagues and be part of that going back, really, and not be left out. Um, he's having physio as well in, in Burr Community Nursing Unit. Um, three times a week. Um, he has to be brought to school, obviously, in, in the car. He's not able to manage the bus yet. So he's in and out and he's doing, um, he's working himself up gradually to three to four classes. He's absolutely amazing, really. There's, there's no way you can describe him. He's doing so well. He's very determined, very resilient and positive, despite this horrific accident, life-changing for him. Obviously, we're, we're very well aware and, and Michael is very well aware that this is a very long road for him and he'll, you know, he'll be connected to Kappa Hospital for the rest of his um, life and he's now just waiting to start um, a period of rehab in um, Dunleary, which will be a huge benefit to him. He's hugely involved in GA and Kennedy and um, has played at under 12 and, and under 14 um, hurling and uh, supports his brother Mark in, in the rugby in, in Burr rugby club and he plays soccer as well with um, Burr um, so really you know it has been life changing I suppose for us all and a huge shock and we've been very 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 well supported by the community and really it's been the community that has been on to us as a, as a family um, saying to us you know what are you doing here are you not planning anything any kind of get together really as a community to look at what we can um plan to raise some funds and really Friday night's meeting is about bringing the community together with some ideas, volunteers and um, just to have some ideas really of where we're going with um, making plans. Yeah, so on Friday, this Friday coming, uh, Dolores, it's 7.30pm, it's in the hall in Kennedy, right in the centre of the village. So uh, you're reaching okay. out, you're reaching out to all people, but especially, look, this was an agri-accident and it's the farming programme here right. on the station. So you're reaching out to uh, fellow farmers who are in the, the greater Kennedy area. Look, we've all around Offaly, all around Leash. You'll get to Kennedy from a lot of different areas in about 25 minutes, half an hour. You're looking for man and woman power. So for people who attend, right. they, they don't uh, don't feel that they have to make a speech or get involved, but there will be. No, absolutely Going not, forward, yeah. you'll yeah. have maybe uh, the likes of a tractor run. You're going to have a golf classic. You're going to need yeah. people. You're going to need bodies so you're looking for people to attend and also maybe throw out some ideas look you're going to be very very busy uh, Dolores this is going to be a fundraising campaign that uh, is really going to take off there's no question about it and uh, look you've given us a rundown on the, the really unfortunate accident that occurred with Michael back at the start of the summer but uh, look there's a great community spirit there in Kennedy and I know by talking to you Dolores you're extremely passionate on this uh, so you're going to have yes. a big big turnout just tell us again, when and where are you expecting people? 
So it's Friday night, um, MJ, the committee have, have met already and um, we've decided to meet on Friday night. So we've said that out on social media and we're getting very good response and um, people will come with their ideas. And as you said, you know, this is not about dishing out jobs to people. This is, we want just to get some ideas. We have a very, very good um, buy-in to our committee. And I suppose it's really just to use this opportunity as well, MJ, thank the community and thank the farmers who helped us out on the day. They were a huge part of the, the rescue and the fire brigade with the ambulance and the helicopter, etc. And to thank all, all people that sent us good wishes um, here in Kennedy and up to Crumlin. And people who turned up in Crumlin really just to say hello, it wasn't that they wanted to get into the intensive care unit or children's ward um, or St. Joseph's ward, but it's people who just turned up to say hello, uh, how are you doing, can we get you anything? We really appreciate it. We were overwhelmed with cards and Michael then as a result um, you know this all happened in August when the, the All-Irelands were on and he had a visit from Marty Morrissey and the Dublin team and he then decided with the nursing staff on the ward who who were very um, passionate uh, about about him given the, the, given his age and actually all, all kind of overwhelmed with his I suppose his ability and his determinants and determined uh, how determined he was they suggested to him why don't you start collecting jerseys Michael so at this stage, he has every every jersey um, of the all counties in Ireland, and um, uh, it's just unbelievable. Every time you see him, he's in a different, in a different jersey. One. And of uh, course, typ- he's, typ- typ- he's typ- typical young man, uh, Dolores. Uh, Dolores, look, and a huge I, I, I'm, supporter, I, I might add. <laughs> on top of it all uh, Dolores look yes. I, I'll have you back we'll be, we'll be speaking on the programme when one of these fundraising uh, campaigns kicks off but for this evening I'm going to say many thanks uh, for joining me and giving us a, a rundown on as I said be, be better if we didn't have to speak but look we did and we do Absolutely. and uh, many yes. thanks for joining me here on the programme this evening and thank you NJ and thank you for the opportunity more than welcome uh, Dolores Flaherty there and that is on Friday evening in Kinnity if you're not familiar with Kinnity you can't miss the hall when you're driving through the village it's uh, it's right there across from the Sleeve Bloom pub and it's kicking off at 7.30 and they're looking for people volunteers for future events also ideas and uh, especially for uh, people in the farming community a, a terrible farming accident uh, for a young man uh, so passionate about life so Michael we wish you all the best uh, we hope you're listening and <clears throat> uh, lots of money will be raised for you going forward now coming up after the break we're going to be talking to the man behind Timber Crocs so stay tuned for that Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands worshaw.ie and you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now, we are moving on to Timber Crock is the name of the business. And uh, one of the men behind it is Des Gerrihy. Des, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Thanks a million, uh, MJ, for having me on. Uh, more than welcome, Des. Your, your product, Timber Crock, is very well known to people, especially if you've ever attended the Ploughing or Tullamore show, which vast majority of our listeners here have. They will have seen it live demos and demos going on. But for... The odd person who may not have seen it, uh, Des, can you describe it to everybody, please? Okay, well, I suppose the, the, the timber crop is a, a very simple mechanism. It's got a, a load of independent uh, teeth on it, which uh, takes any log from one inch up to roughly 11 and a half inches high without any adjustments. It's basically you just uh, put it into the teeth, your, your timber, whatever diameter you pull out of the log pile. And... Uh, push down on it and away you go. So it's uh, basically 
very simple, no chains, clamps or readjustments or anything like that. You know, it's a very simple product to use. Looking at your website here, um, uh, Days, and it is uh, an extremely simple uh, product, I have to say. Uh, looking at it, it looks like just so straightforward, yet there's a guy with a chainsaw and a lump of timber sticking out of it here, which could be a couple of hundred kilos, and it's holding it very straightforwardly. So these designs, it looks simple. They're usually not that simple in reality. No, I suppose, you know, it's like it's like everything, a lot of time went into it to, to get it to work and perform properly, you know. Uh, it is a really good heavy-duty log holder, I might say, in terms of... Uh, it's robust, it's uh, really easy to use, you know, and uh, basically whatever one human can lift into it, it, it will it will take it, you know. Uh, the big thing with this is, is safety, 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 when you're looking at it. Like gone are the days where somebody is trying to cut timber on the ground, on a field, and before you know it, after hitting maybe a stone or worse, a piece of steel or something, that removes all of this from it. Well, that's it, and, and, and that's, but we push very hard, I suppose, when we're demoing this product around the, the country, you know. And uh, uh, the big thing, obviously, if you're cutting timber on the ground, you hit your chain off the clay, you get a blunt saw, and that's how you get kicked back off a saw, and that's how accidents happen, you know. And, uh, you know, nowadays, labour is so scarce, and, yeah, everybody takes risks cutting timber. This eliminates uh, so many risks. In, in, in terms of cutting timber, you know, to eliminate so many dangers, you know. And your initial product, the timber crock, you've now variations of it. I'm again, on the website here, I'm looking, you have a holder for the front of a quad uh, that uh, you can put the timber in. You've also one for the back of a tractor. Uh, these are all interesting. Uh, these are ones that have just occurred over the years. Has it been people saying to you, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Have you come up with them yourselves? How, what was the inspiration behind these ones, Des? Yeah, I suppose, look, at uh, a lot of shows we do. We've done shows from Ireland, England, obviously, the UK, and uh, on to Germany and, uh, you know, as far as, um, uh, you know, the America and all of those places. And you'd listen to what people have to say. And people, a lot of people say, you know, we have heavier logs. We need to lift them off the ground and we wouldn't be able to get them into the standard log holder you have. So I suppose through all of that, we came up with the three-point links, which also can be attached onto a track machine or a front loader. So that eliminates all that heavy lifting, you know. So, yeah, so we we have a, a various uh, different amount of products there, you know, on, on, on the same the same basis as the timber crock. The timber crock, how far flung have you gone? You presume you're, you've gone into Europe. Have you gone any further afield uh, around the world? Oh, yeah. Uh, I suppose, look, since we started with this thing back in 2011, I've, I've travelled a fair part of the world with it, to be honest with you. You know, I've, I've been seen as far as Las Vegas at the hardware show. Um, we've done it. We've done the Hanover show in Germany a few times, which we are doing again, which kicks off on the 11th of November. Uh, we've done numerous shows in the UK, France, um, and Ireland, obviously. So, yeah, we've we've done a lot of travelling with this product, uh, putting it in front of people and uh, trying to get them to con- convert over, as it is, to, you know, uh, using something that's safe, you know. And uh, finally, Des, just, just before I let you go, we have to ask you about the, the price of the straightforward timber crock. It's not, not often I say it uh, on, on the programme here, but it represents very good value. It's, it's not that dear. Will you tell us how much it is if we're buying it around the country here? 
Well, we, we had our offer, I suppose, on at the at the plough, and 240 euros were given free delivery on it there, you know. So I suppose we'll we'll extend that offer to all the um, the uh, 103 FM listeners today. Um, so yeah, so if the if they want to give us a call, uh, we can uh, we can give them that offer. Very so good. If want to give and them a call on 04695490333. And you're available on uh, timbercroc.com as well. That's uh, T-I-M-B-E-R-C-R-O-C.com. Uh, Des, I'm going to say yeah. many thanks. We're just out of time. I uh, wish you all no the well with your, with your business going forward. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, MJ. Thanks for having us. Take care. Uh, Des Gary there from Timber Croc and 240 euro is that deal and that's continuing for another while so if you're interested timbercroc.com that is it for this evening's programme thanks to Des for joining me here on uh, Country Life also thank you to Dolores Flaherty uh, that evening for young Michael Dennedy is on Friday evening 7.30 in Kennedy County Offaly please attend uh, also Neil McCormick from the IFA join me Liam Kelly from Chagas has an event uh, tomorrow evening 7.30 Chagas Port Leash uh, Peter Luttrell from the Shorthorn Marketing Group. Big Shorthorn sale taking place in Ross Grey this Saturday at 12 noon. And Marty Murphy from IFAC joined me at the top of the hour, which seems a long time ago now, talking about the budget. Show is repeated Sunday morning at 7am until 8am. I'll be back at this time next week, as always. Wherever you get your podcasts, type in MJ space Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y, and we will pop up. You can listen at your leisure. Joe Cooney is next. Good night and God bless. <laughs> Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. WOrshaw.ie